0: Welcome to Games Hub, a crypto talk show with investors, influencers and remarkable personalities.
1: Hello and welcome to Games Hub, a crypto talk show with our investors, partners, and remarkable personalities. I'm Konstantin Kogan, co-founder of Gamespad, and we're excited to welcome a very special guest today, Yaroslav Shakula, who is the founder of uh, Yard Hub Web3 Venture Studio, serial entrepreneur, and a Web3 evangelist. Uh, today we're going to discuss uh, exciting topic of traditional brands embracing Web3 to drive growth. Hi, Yaroslav. Welcome to Games Hub. Hey, Konstantin. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us, and uh, maybe as a traditional question in the beginning, you can tell us a little bit about your background
0: and how did you end up in Web3? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, I was born and raised in Ukraine. Um, I'm 39 right now, and now currently I live in Barcelona, Spain. Um, So, I've graduated as as an interpreter, but um, quite quickly understood that it was not the the career I'm going to pursue so I uh, went to entrepreneurship quite early in my I don't know, like eight, 18 or 19 years. Um, through my career, I've tapped into various industries, uh, content production, um, affiliate marketing, advertising, um, e-commerce, you name it. And um, back in 2017, I discovered crypto, which later on evolved into Web3. Um, and as a my biggest passion in life is, you know, like Generating ideas and watching them go live and impact other people. Um, I founded the venture student focused in for Web three because I believe this this is the technology. This is the frontier technology. We're super early and we've got a lot of fascinating things to do. And I'm very happy to be one one of the first like hundreds or thousands of people building something in Web three. That's beautiful. And the funny thing for
1: for the viewers, just before the preparation, we realized that we're both from Ukraine and we went through the same university and right? so the same like, faculty. It's dope. Same faculty. There's no coincidence that we're having this uh, this podcast. And um, on the, you know, educational part, right? You know, so you obviously, I'm sure as an entrepreneur, like you went through different models and different uh, concepts. So can you explain as the main difference between the Web3, like, you know, Venture Studio or just generally Venture Studio and a venture capital firm, at (VC)? Uh,
0: absolutely. Uh, well, in, in layman terms, um, when you when we talk about the stakeholders in in venture, uh, th- these are usually the venture capital firms. Of course, startups, then the venture capital firms, incubators, and accelerators. These are the concept that most of the people are familiar with. So, incubator basically takes the idea. The, the founder comes with the idea. Incubator helps them uh, incubate it. Actually, build the build build the first version, the MVP, providing them with some very basic resources. Uh, the accelerator takes the already established startup and helps them grow. Uh, by giving some, again, new resources, new network, new capital. And VC firms, by default, are uh, focused on just deploying capital. So they they see whether the founder is, uh, is matching their expectations, the idea is good, whether there's a market there, go through their due diligence process. And if it's okay, they allocate the capital. Well, of course, lately because uh, the VC market became very competitive, some VC com- VC firms started providing you know some additional resources to 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 their portfolio companies, like again networking, some uh, maybe development resources, some fundraising help. Um, venture Studio on the it's, it's it's kind of a hybrid of all these uh, players within one within one company. So we are a builder. We're a venture builder. We take an idea. Uh, inside, so uh, our project leaders—we uh, call them the entrepreneurs in residence. So these people are part of our team. They can launch three, five, ten projects within one year. Because as we launch the idea, we understand it's—it's—it's it's, it's like it's a piece of shit. We just kill it, and we just switch to another one. And yeah, I mean, like the the motto of any venture student should be fail fast, because that's how this this model actually exists. And um, then we take this idea, we take this entrepreneur in residence, and we provide them with all the necessary resources to validate the idea, to build an MVP, and to bring the project to like to the first external fundraising round. So we use our own capital. We deploy it into this early stage ideas uh, until the MVP is validated and ready to attract some uh, money from outside.
1: Now. You know, if we're talking about your, from your experience, obviously, I, that's uh, an interesting model where you kind of apply reverse logic, right? You know, so you try to eliminate, you know, the the ideas that are might not deemed to be successful. Now, in terms of the challenges, the key challenges that you face, right, that, you know, where traditional brands face for when they're trying to navigate, you know, the Web3 ecosystem so you have a successful business maybe, Maybe a small business or mid business, right? And how can a venture studio help
0: address these challenges and maybe help them to upgrade to Web three? I think the, the the list of problems that traditional brands can face when entering Web three is is very long, but it it's I think it's possible to cut to one biggest problem is that when they don't care about it at all. So if we take uh, well, we, we already have a. A few launches from, from big brands, from traditional brands, some of which were successful and some of which were not. So the best case, I guess, with, without any doubt, is Nike with what they did with the RTFKT agency. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that the, their success was based on the fact that at the very beginning, they just hired the true Web3 people who understood what they were doing. And I guess they were um, acting as approval process or something like that. but but the builders built what other projects did. For example, let's take Lacoste or Porsche. Porsche is a brand I love. I mean i'm I'm a fan of these cars, and i'm um I understand what it's being a Porsche ambassador, Porsche brand ambassador. I mean, like when when we all understand that we are overpaying for the brand when we when we purchase those cars, but we're still very happy to be part of that story, to be part of that DNA. But what they did with Web three was a complete flop. So what they did, they just, you know, like uh, created a few pictures. Like it was actually one picture. They don't it didn't even bother to make a collection. It was only one picture of nine one portion nine one one, no communication, no telling anyone about any utility or whatever. of course okay, no utility. So it's a collectible, not a single word. They didn't try to build a community. So as a result, it was a complete flop. So yeah, we are Porsche, we're a huge brand, but they only managed to sell on, the, I guess, one-third of the supply that they planned. So, But they actually made sixteen million million as of now.
1: Yeah, so but... I wouldn't call it a complete flop. And they actually burned the, the two-thirds of the uh, unsold uh, NFTs, which elevated the floor price, yeah. which was very smart of them, right? You know, and... I mean, I I wouldn't call it a complete flop. I I would respectfully disagree. I agree that it could have been done better, right? You know, but like, I think you know the fact that they now and also they actually have an opportunity so you can the, the communication was that you can upgrade this 911 and then mint it like you know and create like a, as a new skin so actually it's, it's happening in March I think it's already been that there's yep. a second year so there is this model maybe the communication
0: could have been better I agree If if we if it wasn't for Porsche I wouldn't say it was a flop but if you're a brand sized as Porsche not having your first collection being sold out for me it's 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 not it's not it's not something Porsche would expect if if done right at the same time if we if we look at Lacoste for example also they were launched during the hype season so everything was minted out but again no utility delivered no communication nothing and the floor price tanking and of course they will now try to save it because you you kind of you know like uh damage your uh, your brand image with this but at, at the on the contrary when we see how Nike did all that stuff it's completely different and uh as as by now everything done on their side was good and successful so I believe I I can't of course uh, I don't know the inside of of why these things happens but from what I've heard from people, I've, I've talked to people who are you know like responsible now for Web3 presence in big brands. Right now, in many big companies, it's like some VP of marketing or whatever comes and says, okay, guys, everyone's in Metaverse, everyone's in Web3, we should launch something in Web3. Okay, who knows something about Web3? I do. Okay, you're responsible for that. And now that poor guy either does something that they understand or goes hire someone to, to do something so that he can, you know, like include that in the quarter report and say, okay, now we are Web three. We can check this, check, check this in the list. I think this, this is the main thing that it's not still, you know, on, on their main agenda, but as, as they will uh, move on, I, I think they will, um, they will change that. So the main challenge, I guess, is that they don't understand that you can't just go into web three and simply apply the traditional marketing techniques which do work in web3 but only if you only if you have those web3 native crucial things like talking to your community explaining everything you do because that's how web successful web3 projects are built it's like complete transparency with your community you let community uh actually they participate in what you're building. And that's, that's the main challenge that traditional brands uh, have. They don't understand this as soon as they do, or someone helps them do that. And that's where like venture studios, which are web three native can, can come as a, a service um, because well, we do understand how to build uh web three communities and web three projects, we understand what matters here. And, uh, when we are now currently like piloting a few projects with uh, traditional brands. So it's super easy when, when we are co-venturing with them, we are responsible for, for, uh, for what we're good at. And they are just responsible, you know, like for delivering their audience and that's it. And, 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 and this way it can really work much better than it does now for many brands.
1: So, So obviously, you know, um, overall structuring and making sure it's relevant, the communication is good is important, right? Now, you know, and in, in we've seen that right now in 2022, the funding fell like 74% of VC side. And then the floor pride, the secondary market is not doing great in NFTs, you know, like, and it's very kind of one-sided where Hugo Labs controls then more than 50% of the market, like, right? Uh, or probably 60, 70 already. So the question is like, you know, where, like, you're not talking about mega brands right now, like Starbucks, you know, MasterCard. So Nike can be an example, but right now you're launching some smaller brands, right? As I understand. So how can you make sure that, you know, whatever the you, however you in- evaluate the potential investment of your time and efforts uh, are successful? What criteria, uh, you know, do, do you apply to determine whether a company is even, you know, eligible It even has a potential to go into to develop the Web3 ecosystem?
0: Great question, very challenging one. Um, I believe that money should not be the first thing to assess when you're thinking about launching in Web3. Um, on the contrary, focusing on money from from the launch uh, may be the, the the fastest path to to death uh, of of this new venture, because paid space, the so called paid space in Web3. is super competitive right now. Everyone wants to sell you something, some NFT, some mint, some whatever, just just, just buy it. And, 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 and as you've mentioned, many collections go down so people can, can buy them. I believe that the best way for any brand to go to Web3 is to offer some new experience, both for their current clients and for, for the new audience, the new way to interact with the brand. So creating a community creating some activities around that community. It could be anything, literally anything. It could be something from collectibles through free mint or some, some other stuff to some quests when you interact with the brand offline and online and get rewarded. Or it could be kind of a interaction with the products that the brand develops some kind of customer service and things like that. So... The main thing that the brands should do is to bring value first, and then it, it it usually becomes obvious what is the next step, which is what is the best way to maybe try to extract value at some point on the market. But uh, right now, I believe super important for the brands is to establish their presence. That's 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 their main goal. And uh, if if we're talking about whether the the, the brand is legit or not. Well, the first thing you can do is just to go to the social networks and to see how they perform there. Uh, if they have a, a very active and very engaged audience, this is the perfect brand to start exploring with in, in, in Web3 because usually people, these are like generation, I don't know who generation set or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lost in all those generational stuff. So all those people who are very familiar with Instagram, with TikTok and things like that, They are very open to to these new experiences, to new ways to interact with their favorite brand. Um, You know, like simple things. I mean, we've already tried a few simple things with fashion brands when every time someone purchases their T-shirt on the website, uh, they have these uh, success purchase email. And that email says that now you're eligible to collect the first sticker from our collection if you collect 10 you will, you will be able to uh, order that limited collection T-shirt, which is only, you know, like 100 pieces. And I mean, and, and the engagement is crazy. It's like mm-hmm. 40 or 50% of people do click and do claim those NFTs. And, and and that's really crazy. And that's the new channel for brands to communicate. So um, I believe we, we are not, not very selective at the moment. I think like uh, th- this market is still, you know, like it's still emerging. It, it's still in its infancy. So um, it's the way of trial and error, as the whole Web3 is. We are the frontiers. where are uh, like every day we discover something new. So there are no rules, I would say, right now. Okay, so there's no criteria. There's no actual
1: rules. But,
0: like, yeah, I mean, but, it's, uh, a, a common, it's common sense. I mean, like it's common sense. If you see it's an obvious, okay. uh, like something, something obviously is wrong, you don't do it. But otherwise, yeah, why not? Let's give it a I, shot. I,
1: Okay, so I guess uh, from there, like, I'm, I have more, more questions to you, but like, I I, I want our community to participate, you know, um, so far, like, you know, appreciate your answers. And now the time for audience to us. So we have questions already prepared from uh, various uh, uh, channels. So I'll just go read them and you're welcome to answer Um uh, so there is a lot, so let's try to go quickly one by one. Uh, so Captain Hoddle is asking from YouTube, um, how can traditional brands leverage the latest Web3 technologies to foster growth? Uh, are there good guidelines to follow?
0: Well, it's, uh, to, to sum up everything I said like in, 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 in very short, concise sentences, first, uh, don't try to make money instantly from the audience. Uh, second, Start from building a community around some idea. So every brand probably has some idea behind it, some kind of a mission, kind uh, kind of uh, f- some values and things like that. Try building a community which fosters these values. Uh, bring value to that community. Bring rewards for their activity, for their loyalty, for their shopping experience, whatever. And these are like the first three rules. If if the brand succeeds in them everything is will, will become much more clear from, from that point because the community itself will actually tell you what you, what you should do next.
1: Agreed. Um, now, in terms of... Uh, so there are more questions, you know, like Ulsan from YouTube is asking, what are the, some of the biggest challenges that traditional brands face when it comes to embracing Web3 that might discourage them from ever doing so? Maybe some you already mentioned, maybe to summarize like one or two more.
0: Yeah. Um, besides those that I've mentioned, uh, what keeps brands from Web three? Um, the main reasons I've some I've some summarized them up right uh, once in my LinkedIn post. I've talked to them. So first, it's uh, the whole reputation of crypto as something not understandable, something I don't know, like scam, FTX, all all it, all that stuff. The second thing is legal so uh for those who want to help brands uh explore web free you should think in advance what you're going to offer them from from the legal perspective maybe you will do it on your side or you have you come with the with the legal framework for them in in the country they're operating and the third and the most important thing i would say they don't have resources for that they don't have people who understand what what they should do they don't have departments and uh, the the agencies that are working, the, these brands are working with right now, are still not really aware of Web three, so they don't have the resources. I mean, like s- someone needs to do that, and they don't have those people uh, in the team. That's um, I guess like three additional uh, problems that they challenge. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so Farah from YouTube is asking. What strategies have been successful in helping traditional brands make the transition to Web3? Are there any inspiring success stories, maybe some of your portfolio
0: companies that really helped? Well, our current portfolio companies are our own companies. So these are not the uh, the representation of traditional brands in Web3. Uh, those that we are running right now in pilot mode, uh, which are not public, uh, I can't say they're successful already. So we're uh, like testing things there. But... Um, from what we see, the just do the simplest thing. I mean, like uh, n- n- don't overcomplicate. I mean, I- I've seen a lot of efforts of overcomplication, or like building some very immersive experience, metaverse stuff like that. Uh, simply just giving some collectibles to every purchase uh, is is good. Creating a community where you engage people and ask them for their feedback and things like that—that's a simple thing. Also, works really good. Creating very interesting co uh i mean like co-advertising co-marketing opportunities is also really cool because as we now already see traditional brands partner with successful web3 brands and they do some kind of co-branding which also works very well uh for for both sides but if if, if, you know, if, if someone wants to to see the case study I, I really recommend studying what nike did with RTFKT. um i mean every step on the way with super, super good. I mean, like very timely and very successful.
1: Now, Web3 Ventures from Twitter is asking, uh, how can traditional brands increase customer engagement by integrating new Web3 features into their products and services? What needs to change in
0: how the product is marketed? The simplest thing, um, the simplest use case besides the communities is of course the loyalty programs. Uh, it's uh, it's a very understandable concept for any Web three brand. Loyalty programs have already proved through centuries that they do increase uh, customer engagement. They do increase LTV. Uh, they increase the return rate. So they they work. They work good. Um, loyalty programs are now being actively and successfully tested by Starbucks, as we all know. The Odyssey on Polygon. Uh, we also know that Salesforce has recently integrated the NFT loyalty module into their CRM, which I think is a huge opportunity for the market. Just uh, imagine Salesforce has, if I'm not mistaken, around 15,000 active clients around the globe. And now say say how many of those 15,000 companies do understand what they should do with this module? I think just very tiny part. So- all the other brands now understand that this is something worthy because Salesforce has included it, but they don't Yeah, so smaller is that they have hundred fifty thousand plus. Hundred fifty, yeah, 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 sure, yeah, hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's huge. It's huge, and this is yeah. this is the new market for Web three. And I I I I will make a bet that ninety eight percent of those companies don't understand what to do here, uh, but um, they will because like eventually the, the salesforce vendors and marketing companies will tap into their into that niche and start offering all those things so loyalty program is very obvious it's understandable how to do it it's very easy to explain to to customers and it's proven to to increase the customer metrics
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: agreed now um... In terms of, so,
1: Raphael asks uh, a very similar question to your reply, but maybe you can add a little bit. What are the key uh, considerations for traditional brands when evaluating potential partnership with Web3 startups? How can you determine a good Web3 partner? If you were to... A little bit abstract from your kind of interest, but you would say like, you know, you said are like Nike, right? They did a good partnership with it. But there is like every, any other company that is offering them partnerships. How would you identify which one is good? Yeah, this is
0: this is actually a problem. I'm glad you asked. Um when I when I talk to brands right now, I understand that they've have been approached by someone else before. And uh, they have been given some very stupid, unrealistic expectations like people coming to them okay sir pay me one hundred thousand dollars i will launch your collection your collection will sell for one million we all we all make money we all reach that's that's how a lot of sales pitch are made on, on this so it's it's already a challenge for the brands to uh to understand w- which partner to choose Again, I think that's uh, that's common sense here. Uh, I think the red, the first red flag is that when a Web three partner offers you to pay some, you know, like huge money in advance for something that you don't even understand what. um, I think that most of the it's it's it should be either either a reputable agency with good portfolio. So you just have a look and see. Okay, I've got Nike, Lacoste, Porsche, Audi in portfolio. You can trust me, obviously. Uh, if it's not, I would recommend a brand to just to talk to them, to them, just to hear what they think. Uh, if if the if this potential partner, whether it's an agency or a venture studio, if they're trying to understand your business, if they're trying to understand what you want to build, what are your values, what you want to get from that, you, do you want to make money or you want to in- increase your customer engagement, and then they offer you, for example, to co-venture, right? When you when you both have skin in the game. Uh, I think that's a good sign um uh, that's that's something that uh, Mitch makes your potential partner much more trustworthy I guess yes I, I agree that's that's a good tip um now
1: uh glitch trap from YouTube is asking are there any legal or regulatory issues that traditional brands should be aware of when exploring opportunities related to web 3 and and I guess specifically to nft we're talking about right now
0: I would say it depends on the uh, on the geography, uh, on, on the country where the, the brand is incorporated. Anyway, um, there is always a, uh, a workaround, uh, which is like setting up a company um, somewhere where it's absolutely legal and let this company operate all the digital assets. That's done super easily. That's uh, what many brands do. And so that's not, nothing. You, you only need money to set up that company and that's it. Yeah. And it's, that's for sure. And then
1: also maybe on my side, I would say like also to answer this question, like, again, we're not lawyers and not legal advice, but there are ways how to uh, hire proper lawyers who already have experience and they just close the problematic jurisdictions and they, you can even geofence, you know, some of your collections yeah. from like the U S if you're afraid for, for any reasons, you know, like, so that's also an option. Um, Ricardo Diaz from YouTube is asking, how, um, how can traditional brands use digital currencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum as a payment options for customers? And how can a
0: brand make that preferable? Well, like, first of all, it, test yeah, it, it, it's, it's already widely used. The, the easiest way yeah. is to, is to uh, partner with a payment provider, with a payment gateway. Uh, a lot of them are already on the market. So um, mm-hmm. you you will accept Bitcoin on your website, and then you just choose whether you keep that money in Bitcoin or that provider will uh, instantly convert that into USD and whatever, and transfer it to your bank account. So uh, it's already a working process in many countries, including US, including Europe. It's super clear. Uh, again, I live in Europe and i know that uh, i can pay for some services here in ethereum for example or you, and 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 it it converts like automatically and works works absolutely fine so i, I think this yeah. is this this is already a, a solved issue for for the brands yeah. And now recently we just
1: heard like the news that Telegram now allows to even transfer UsDT in native app, right? So there's a lot of other interesting things you can do. Yeah. Um, now Kamal san from YouTube is asking, uh, are there any innovative marketing techniques that traditional brands can use to better promote their products and services using web3 technologies?
0: Uh, they're all like the essence of Web3, I would say. So like NFT is, is a new technique, I would say, for, for marketing. So, it, it, you can use NFTs for many, many different purposes. But yeah, marketing... I don't is think he's in that. Sorry
1: to Because, you know, just listing NFT in, on, in the open sea doesn't help you, right? Because Absolutely. you're going to be out of millions of others. So I think he, the question is more pertaining to growth hacking techniques, how to promote those NFTs once you decide to go out live.
0: Yeah, from from this perspective, from this perspective, I believe nothing is super different from the traditional marketing channel. So, uh, any any marketing is based upon creating kind of FOMO, right? Both in offline and in web two. Uh, the second thing is uh, making people believe they need this stuff, and uh, the third thing is like making it kind of a trend. So uh, when things become trendy. You suddenly realize you also need that stuff. Well, you live without it till now, but you suddenly realize that life is no longer possible without that stuff. So I guess uh, the the marketing techniques are pretty much the same if you bear in mind the type of audience you are interacting with, with Web3, which are, I wouldn't say there's a more critical mindset, but uh, people that value transparency and honesty a lot so i would say this is this is something that brands should bear in mind but otherwise um i i think that a good a good marketing mind from web2 um will most likely succeed in 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 web3 marketing if he just learns a few rules of existing here i
1: also would respectfully disagree with that not necessarily because we've seen i i actually personally have seen project amazing web2 marketers who in in token listing i think you're correct when you're talking about specifically nft i think the rules are very different and you have to penetrate like you know like specific communities like which are alpha groups or like nft holders which are very much different from a lot of traditional techniques i've ever seen in my life you know like and i agree um i i yeah, that, that's that's a, I think there, there's a big differentiator. Like if you're just launching a token or an integration, you're 100 percent correct. But here I agree, I, I, I
0: agree. But I, I don't think that traditional brands should focus on the true Web three audience with alpha groups and things like that. They their potential is lies much more in bringing their own existing audience and reactivating it with Web three things like NFTs and things. Like that. If if we talk about marketing for the like through Dejuns, I fully agree with you that yeah, should be approached differently. But the conversions, then, I think,
1: as you mentioned before, the overestimation that the conversion of traditional users, or let's imagine if we're talking about luxury brands, it's a pretty, it's a, it's an older audience, right? We're talking about people who are not so like web native. I'm not even talking about like crypto native, right? You know, so so for them, it's a challenging part to even you know, download a wallet a create a simple wallet and to participate. So therefore it becomes like, you know, a, a, an educational process of how to make sure they're even a, able to get basic trust wallet or MetaMask or any other wallet to per se, like to even start this journey, which some of them, yeah. they're not just excited about just because of this hurdle, like technological hurdle, they might like the idea. They might agree with the concept, but it would it might be really challenging
0: for them to actually push and go this route of creating the wallets. You know that's that's why that's why bigger players like Microsoft with our new Microsoft Edge browser with integrated wallet, and i I am quite sure that iPhone, it's a matter of one year, max two years that iPhone will have Apple Native uh, crypto wallet integrated into iPhone. I have no doubts about that. So the, the next yeah. time someone purchases a a bag in Louis Vuitton or a new Porsche in the car dealership, they will just take off their iPhone, scan something, and voila, they've got their NFT natively. I'm sure that will happen pretty soon, that, much sooner that, than we that expect. That is a fun prediction. That
1: that's a fun prediction. Now now I love this angle, right? You know, in one year we're gonna come back and you know, put this uh, uh, cut this clip. I said one to two years. Then... One to two years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not going to hold you 100% accountable. There's a really pleasure uh, talking to you. Really pleasure learning from you. There are more My questions pleasure. and I hope we're going to meet more. Uh, for now, we just want to... Uh, we, we always do like short and sweet, you know, like, and to leave a little bit of uh, expectations for more. Uh, we're going to share all your information. Please, guys, if you
0: want to see um, stuff, what's the best way, like I think LinkedIn, Twitter, right? Yeah, Link, LinkedIn, Link, LinkedIn is, is super cool. I'm every day there. Yeah, so uh, super convenient. And right. yeah, on yeah. LinkedIn, I share my thoughts about Web3, my vision. I, I share it every day. So yeah, if, if you find it interesting, LinkedIn is the best way to follow me. Perfect. Yes. And then you can
1: obviously visit uh, Yard uh, uh, Hub, you know, their website and uh, try to apply if you have some ideas, you know, so it's yardhub.tech. We appreciate your time. Thank you for for, uh, being with us. And thank you, everyone, for joining Games Hub today. Uh, We're going to expect you in uh, about two weeks at 4 p.m. UTC, 12 p.m. EST and YouTube Live. Twitter live, uh, all possible lives ever, right? <laughs> so
0: thank you so much again, Yaroslav, and it was really exciting. Yeah, thanks, Konstantin. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks for having me. Everyone have a good day. Have fun and love Web3. Bye. <laughs> we love Web3, thanks. Stay tuned with Games Hub, a
1: crypto talk show by GamesPad.